What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 530 in the East Coast, 230 in the West Coast, 430 Tennessee time. Of course, that would just time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. Joining me today, Monster Slate, Intimate Show, just the two of us, myself and Jordan. Y'all know him as Blunder. What's going on, Blunder? How are, uh, how are things in your world? That my, my, my neck hurts from, uh, I don't know, from sleeping bad. That's what's going on in in my in my world from from putting in my conviction stacks i'm afraid of going to jail they're my conviction stack i think is that what you call them is that why they're called conviction stacks is that you new play on them the, and you go to dfs jail is that well you're gonna be doing the, the screen share and i don't know if you're gonna be showing yours off or not as far as uh the lineup hq is it's called conviction stacks is that one of the well you know cheese of course has his core plays SEO cards has his toner plays tuttle's got his value plays and you'll be seeing two of those guys on the next show if you guys are premium members, with Kevin Roth, of course, as well, too. Roth will talk about the weather. And uh, I think it's Cheese and Tuttle. You know, it's funny. I asked Devin before the show. I should remember. I'm fairly certain that's who it is. Two of those three. But I'm fairly certain the combination is Cheese and Tuttle as far as the premium show later on today. Uh, but your, your conviction stacks, are you feeling good about stacks today? Because I thought I saw a schedule. And I'm like, I love the blenders in the show today because it feels really, really wide open. There's a bunch of guys that I'm perfectly fine landing on. But I don't have like this clear, like, this is my starting point. This is what I'm building. And I love, love, love this. Like some stuff. Don't really love a lot. But what's your take on that? I think uh, for, for pitching, you're probably playing at least one of the top two pitching options. I think that's, a, that's more of a clear path. But for the batting options, there's no, there's no one stack that really stands out. Like, the Dodgers have the highest total, but they're expensive. Uh, I mean, we have a lot in the, like, the low fives, high fours. Uh, we have some cheap stacks. We have some expensive stacks. I think the ownership is going to be spread out enough that I'm not necessarily looking at like, well, I, I got to X this stack out because they're too, they're, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're too owned. And I, I could say the same thing at pitcher. I don't think any, anything is going to be so far off key that like you could play lineups even with the quote chalk because the chalk isn't going to be that chalk. Yeah, uh, I'm just, yeah, the ownership projection up in front of you as well, too. Of course, those are, uh, you know, we're an hour and a half until first picks. They get more and more refined as more information comes out. Uh, information is fluid, obviously. But uh, I'm curious. I haven't taken a look yet at the ownership percentages. I'm curious to see where, where things are at because, yeah, obviously there, there's two, uh, you know, two big-name pitchers. I guess two big-name pitchers. you got to have two at the top. And it's not like it was yesterday. We loved it yesterday. and That's not a victory lap. Everybody loved the top guys yesterday. They all, they all went nuts. Kershaw, the Beebs. Bieber is awesome, by the way. That guy's going to be – that guy's legit. I hope he doesn't get hurt. He looks awesome. But, uh, yeah, uh, as far as today's slate, before we do that, Blender, let's go ahead and mention the Sharp Side app. The Sharp Side app, we'll give a little shout-out to that. Uh, I have I, – I, my, my official pick yesterday was a loser. My apologies. I had San Diego. That did not work out. Looked good, like, in the fifth. I was doing, like, some fist pumps and, uh, you know, victory laps and all that. Well, but, Trent uh, Grissom screwed you. He was – if you saw that game, he, he jumped for a fly ball – Hit off his glove, and they scored three runs off of it. Yeah, and he also uh, he hit a ball like 410 feet to center field, or whatever it was. He on the warning track. I thought he was going to get a homer, but it did not work out for me, unfortunately. But uh, I mean, I don't think he did it on purpose. I don't take it personal. I yes, he, he did it because of you. <laughs> oh, he's got sharp side. Look, we want to end that streak tonight. Sorry, boys. I got to take care of those priorities. Uh, we're going to bounce back. We're taking Sam Fran. That, that, that's my pick tonight. And Sam Fran's one of my favorite stacks. And you know, we have the, uh, which is probably a sentence I have not said since the Bonds era. And I wasn't even playing DFS back then. You got to stack Bonds and Matt Williams and Jeff Kent, of course, right? Yeah. And Will Clark. Yes. 
Well, I don't. Will Clark was before those dudes, I think. Well, that well, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit older. You're dating yourself. We're all dating. We're both dating ourselves with those names. Uh, maybe the chat will throw out some random Giants names. Willie McCovey. Well, no, that, that's even further back. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure Willie McCovey. Francisco at that point. Pretty sure Willie McCovey was never drafted in DFS. Fairly certain that did not happen. Um, how much would Bonds be like at home versus like a, or not, like in Coors Field versus like a terrible righty? Seventy-eight hundred. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I pay for it every single time. Uh, there, I, I see a couple questions in chat there on YouTube. What's up, chat? Uh, they're asking uh, so, why. Someone's asking. I just want to highlight this because it was talked about in the bat chat often. Uh, Doug Montgomery asks, how come umpire data is not in mm-hmm. HQs? Because we don't have the announcement on, on the umpire crews yet. And they're not, this year, they're not, like, required to do so, like, as early as we used to. So the feeds for the who's going to be the umpires – we, we don't get until like five minutes before the game sometimes. So you're going to see them when we get them. But outside of that, yeah, you know, three days of the week, you're, you're not going to know what they are. I got two of them. We have two of, two of the umpires. And the, yeah, the other important part, it's worth saying, like once we get it for one day and it's a series, you they just rotate. So you know where the, the next day it's easy, obviously. Uh, but the first day of the series, you don't really know who the umpire is going to be. But uh, we have – hold on a second. I – do you have a lineup HQ up in front of you? I have the same umpire for two separate games. That no, no, seem... it's, it's because of the two pitchers. It's because oh, they're using openers, <laughs> so we have four pitchers for that game. He's not in two, the name. Lentz is not in two places today. I mean, yeah, there's a little multiplicity action going on. I'm like, I'm like that doesn't make any sense. How, is, how close are these ballparks? But, yeah, uh, we do have an extreme hitters umpire today in Baltimore. That's all we got. Interesting. Because they played yesterday. There you go. That's the reason why. And I guess, you know, it's a Friday. They generally start a lot of series on Fridays. So that makes sense. All right. Um, g- give me the nature of the slate because, again, I think, you know, again, you're a tournament guy. You love leverage. You love to play all your ownership percentages and take stands and, you know, things like that. And this feels like a slate where basically, I mean, I don't want to steer your line, but play. don't worry about ownership too much because just play the guys you like. Because I don't think we're going to see monster ownership numbers as far from a hitting perspective. Pitchers, it's going to condense, of course. Uh, is that your general thoughts? Uh, is you still kind of waiting for the numbers more and more to uh, you know, become more refined? Or but where are you at on that? Well, I think that the only thing that I could be certain of is that your constructions that include two top pitchers, if you're going to play Nola and Bueller together, lineups are going to look very similar. You're going to see a lot of giants in those lineups. Like you, you think in terms of how the construction has to go. If you're going to try to play a 37% on Nola, 34% on Bueller, and the giant stack is going to come in a 10% owned aggregate, like that's going to be a chalky GPP lineup. So be more inclined that you don't play Nola and Bueller together with a giant stack. You change a pitcher or you play a giant stack, but you play part of the bottom of the order or something like, or like the ownership is spread out enough that as if, if you're not, if, if you're playing a top pitcher and then a 10% owned pitcher and like your stack and your three man or your one-offs, I mean, you're probably going to have enough leverage. I mean, I I really don't see, I mean, even at the hitter ownership, we don't have any hitter projected to be more than 15% owned. So like the stack, think in terms of stacking with five guys, even if there are, let's say they're average 10% owned 10 times 10 times 10 times a year. I mean, you're already at like, one of, of a thousand lineups like that, one out of a thousand. So that means that would be like 20 lineups like that in a large field GPP. And then you add the 30% on pitcher. Like there's, there's just not going to, there's not going to be enough ownership that 
I mean, I know I'm the type of person that play game theory wise leverage more than anything, but this is the type of slate where I'm, I'm really just rolling with the teams that, that project well, uh, that have high ceilings, uh, maybe take some shots on some cheap pitchers that may go under own so I can get expensive stacks and then, uh, and then not necessarily worry that much about ownership. All right, I dropped the uh, weather update from Roth. He updated around 520. I dropped it in the chat there, YouTube. Feel free to like and subscribe also. Much appreciate that. Uh, he says it's about to fully bore in Atlanta, which I presume is happening right now because this was written 20 minutes ago. Uh, it's yellow-orange. It looks like, I mean, that's not too alarming, and hopefully, well, go ahead and read it for yourself. But as of right now, I'm going to work on the assumption that the game's good to go. Of course, Roth will be on crunch time at 630, give you guys the most up-to-date update all the way up to 7 o'clock and tell you guys what to do. Uh, but that's super important because Aaron Nola's pitching today. And he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. The strike rate, strikeout rate, it's a small sample, obviously, but spiked up to 39.8% so far this year. The walks at 4.3%. That is amazing. Uh, and this Atlanta team he's facing is not the same old Atlanta Braves. Uh, you know, there's no more cases in there. I know he got the back game, but he's not available today or he's not playing today. Uh, a lot of strikeouts uh, there in that lineup. Ozuna, Duvall, Riley, Camargo. This season, striking at a 25.2% collectively. Enciarte is a contact guy, and Freeman a bit of contact as well, too, this season. 16.4%, of course, is a big power bat, too. But, you know, how do you not play Nola, especially considering we talked about it yesterday, there was four or five, like, really good options. Um, after Nola, and we'll talk about Bueller in a second, too, I think it falls off the table pretty quickly. Of course, that limits the, the scale you can spend up on your bats. But, uh, you know, well, let's start with Nola first. I don't know if you play FanDuel or mostly focus on DK. I think you mostly focus on DK. Mostly right? on DK, but Bueller's obviously a better option on FanDuel because he's much cheaper. He's at that Nola's like 10 7, and Bueller's 8 5. So Bueller's mm-hmm. going to be the SP chalk on FanDuel. Uh, Nola is going to be the chalk on DraftKings, and I'll be under on Nola. I think the story between Nola and Bueller, if you, if you ta- ask me who's the more talented pitcher, I'm going to say Walker Bueller every time. I think he's he's one of the most talented pitchers in all of baseball. Well, who's the better form is the question. Is the other well, question. No, well, that's, that's, the that's the kid. That's called recency bias. This is if I can't leverage ownership based on you know like because uh, everything's kind of spread out. Like the thing I could do is, and I don't want to play like at the field of these guys. Like I either want to take a stand more on one or the other, and uh, Bueller obviously was on a pitch count the first two starts. So that limited his upside, limited people didn't play him and he didn't put up great scores. He had one bad start. Uh, So I think recency bias wise, people are going to be less on Bueller and more on Nola, who obviously in the the four starts this year has been electric, but I prefer Bueller's matchup against the Rockies in Dodger stadium because the Rockies are a bad team. They're one of the lowest WRC plus teams in baseball, but they just happen to play in the best park. So when they're out of course field, I want to target them. If this was last year and Bueller was going to pitch 115 pitches, Bueller would be 11, eight in this spot right now. So if I think he could go 95 pitches, maybe a hundred, I mean, he's gotten up to 90 uh, and he's going to be lower owned than Nola. I mean, not going to be unowned, but I'm talking about on DraftKings. Obviously, on FanDuel, he's you may do the the, the other way around. But yeah. on DraftKings, I think I'm more likely to play more of Bueller. It doesn't mean I fade Nola completely, but it, it just means I play less of them. 
Yeah, and I'm going to spend up, uh, assuming the weather is good to go, and FanDuel just have some null lineups as well. And look, you're right. I, I, as far as recency bias, as far as Bueller, but the other part is, like you said, you know, they babied him. Uh, started the season through 56 pitches his first start at 79, then 87 and 89. And a couple of starts, he wasn't very good either. It wasn't necessarily like his pitch count was getting high. It's, a, you know, they had to get him the hook in the middle of innings. He did not complete five his last time. They pulled him in the middle at 89 pitches. Uh, previous to that, he almost got the six through 87 pitches. Actually, it was good. That was his best start of the season. Dave Roberts, to my knowledge, is still his manager. Uh, maybe 95 pitches or something like that. The Dodgers are thinking long game, like they're going to make the playoffs. Spoiler alert, that's going to happen. So they don't necessarily need Bueller to go out there and throw 110, 105. And like you said, he can get there in 95 or even 100. Uh, on DK, the price is more expensive uh, for, for Bueller, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But like you said, you can leverage that on DK. Uh, and the ownership's going to reflect that. What do we have as far as the ownership on DK-specific Bueller versus Nola? I'm curious what that is. Well, I mean, we have uh, DK 37%, or Nola, Bueller 34%. I think the split will be wider than that. I agree. I think, uh, I mean, it all depends on this uh, the weather that's going on in Philadelphia and Atlanta in that game. Uh, but, I mean, we saw the last time that, you know, a lot of players from that Nationals-Braves uh, game ended up chalk regardless of the weather risk. So I, I don't see Nola being probably less than forty percent owned. I think you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see Nola Bueller lineups. That's why I said for GPPs, if you if you're looking for like vomit stacks in order to play that, like be very careful because you may you may be playing a chalk tournament lineup that I don't want to. But I'm I'm more interested in the vomit pitchers this slate. There's a lot of vomit arms. Uh, you know, let, let's go to them because that's the. If you make the decision and you say, "Hey, I'm not going to be with the field for Nola. I'm not going to be with the field for Bueller," you still have to roster other pitchers. And again, it, it's kind of slim pickings. Really fast. Uh, we, we're talking about Robbie Ray, uh, who's. If you've seen his splits this year, and again, I don't want to overreact over like one season or four or five starts, five starts, whatever it is. But uh, his walks are in 18. percent Is that what his walks are at? It's egregious. Uh, no ground balls, like all fly balls, all walks. It's one of the reasons why I like the Giants. Uh, he gives up a lot of homers, too. Um, and then, what, you want to talk about Haney, where there's a bunch of power le- uh, power righties for Oakland. Uh, you know, Colby Allard, Plutko, McCullers, who I'm still not really sure, and he's kind of pricey, and his K-rate is down, but I think he's a pretty good pitcher. Duffman versus Minnesota. Their lineup doesn't look as good as it normally does. There's a couple guys missing there. but uh, And he was good. You know, he's, this is his third time facing him this year, I believe, and He's kind of sort of so interesting for tournaments uh, as an SP2 on DK for me. You tell me, like, uh, you talk about vomit arms, and, like, he doesn't make you vomit. Just I just don't love this matchup against Oakland. But, you know, those, those fly balls can die in the warning track, and he'll be perfectly fine. Uh, you know, who's your favorite non-Nola or Bueller arm? You, you, you didn't even mention him. Uh, oh, is it, oh, is it Mar- Marge Vicious? Yes. Oh. Nick Marge Vicious. 5,700 oh, facing the Rangers. I, yeah, I mean, if I faced the Rangers, they would smash me. Okay, so he's facing the Rangers in Seattle. That, that, <laughs> that the Rangers bats that I'm worried the most about are lefties. Nick Margavicius is lefty. He's mm-hmm. a horrible pitcher. I mean, I, I know that. But he could pitch five or six innings, get five or six strikeouts for 5,700, give me 16 points, and that's all I need. What do I need for 5,700? Well, that'd be great. I mean, that, you, you, that's just, you can't just will that into existence, but for sure, I would love to lock in 16 points for – my SB2 at that, that asking price, but um, he's not been good. He doesn't strike anybody out. Like you're going to, I know. He struck Texas out. Is, look, I'll bring him up. He struck out. Look, 
Look, I'll game log watch. Uh, well, I mean, one, 60- four, three, three. Okay, so it's not all that. Let's just first of all, you, but no, but no, no. The three strikeouts in three innings, four strikeouts in two innings, one strikeout into uh, because he only pitched a, a couple of innings. Well, he's got a sixteen point nine percent K rate uh, since the start of the two thousand nineteen season. That's but that's Texas has a million percent K rate. It'll go up. In in okay, it might go up to twenty. And like it, again, and he's not good. Like even when he's not striking guys out. But again, it's baseball and weird things can happen. We see like catchers go in there and mop up in the ninth and it's like a 20 run lead and they'll get a one, two, three. Like, these things happen all the time. Um, so yeah, he's cheap enough where you can do it on DK. But like Duffy's a 1K more and he's like a legit, like decent pitcher. Uh, no, I'd rather, I'd like, I like Colby Allard against Seattle in that game. Just, I, I'm it, with the cheap pitchers, they're, they're bad pitchers. That's why they're cheap. So sure. I want to I want to play the guys that are against the bad teams. So like Plutko doesn't strike anyone out. He throws the ball down the plate, mm-hmm. but he's playing the Tigers, and the Tigers have a three point eight four implied run total. So if you told me Plutko at sixty three hundred, I mean he could he could go seven innings. Maybe he only strikes out three, mm-hmm. but <laughs> like what do I need for that price? Obviously in that range, strikeout upside. It's going to be with Heaney and it's going to be with Ray. But I think those are the widest range of outcome pitchers. So for like like you said, you're stacking the Giants because Ray could walk six guys and give up four home runs. But Ray could also pitch seven innings and strike out twelve. He can. Yeah, it can. No, so nobody's got there's the, the range of outcomes game is that game, is it not? Oh, definitely. But you yeah. can say the same thing for Heaney. Heaney could go yeah. out, pitch six innings and strike out ten guys for the A's. Or Matt Chapman and, and Canha and all the, the righty power bats could, could blow him up. Plutko is kind of the same. Plutko is someone I stacked against last year all the time because his, his, I mean, like, he's not a good pitcher. He just, he throws the ball over the plate. He has like a 48% fly ball rate, and he just has to hope that they don't go out of the park. But he's facing the Tigers. So, like, if you wanted to vomit stack the Tigers against Plutko, that's fine. Or if you want to play Plucko at 6,300, it's only because they're cheap. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go. I don't want to take Lance McCullers at 9,300. Like I, th- I respect the Padres. I think McCullers is fine. I yeah. just don't want to pay the price or Lester or Oda Rizzi, even Oda Rizzi against the, the, the Royals. Oda Rizzi is a much better play on FanDuel where he's 6,500 than on DraftKings. But that like, do I want to pay 8,200 for Dallas Keuchel? Like, no. no, like, why do I want to do that? Or John Gray. Or Di Sclafani, like well, anything in the only reason he can't play because he's what seventy nine pitches his last time, seventy one before that, only two starts, and he's nine K. They're asking for full price for eighty percent of the pitches. So I, I, you know, I suppose he's almost fully stretched out, but I can't. And also that price, even if he was, like I can't do it. I have no interest. No, cross him out. Who was the other one that was ridiculous? I don't mean to cut you off, but there's Lester ninety five hundred for Lester. What are we talking about? <laughs> Hurricane prices here on John Lester. That's price gouging, is it not? Well, let Lester. What 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 you look at for Lester is that his ERA is like well, this year with these starts that he had is like what two point four seven or something. His Sierra is like two and a half runs higher than that. His XFIP is, is is stupid bad. But I mean, we've been saying that about Lester for three years. There are many people that have stacked against Lester and failed. But mm-hmm. to me, I mean, it doesn't mean I play Lester. In fact, the White Sox are my favorite stack to play against him, but I know what I'm getting into. I know if I stack the White Sox and Lester comes out, throws six innings with two hits and three strikeouts, that I shouldn't complain because that's kind of what John Lester does. It's either that 
or he walks four, gives up five home runs. So to me, that's a wide range of outcomes type of game with rostering the White Sox. But Lester just does not have strikeout upside enough at 9,500 that you wouldn't find the 400 and play Nola. I see uh, Alex Santi in chat, a uh, contributor to RG, sharp guy. And I think the, somebody asked their favorite SP2. I'm pretty sure that's the question he was answering. He said the answer is Keiko. Is that the answer? I don't, I don't I know. I don't. Oh, great kid. He's a ground ball pitcher with, with the Cubs who are ground ball, mostly ground ball hitters. I don't So what? So he gets 14 points. What do I care? Like I care more about strikeouts. I'm not going to pay $8,200 uh, for, for the, the, the Cubs. I, I mean, you can't, I mean, I guess. No Brian that lineup for what it's worth. No Mookie bets either today. Oh, for the Dodgers. Yeah. No, no bets. No Brian for the Cubs. Uh, so the lineup is, you know, slight hit there, but still. You know, Keiko, I think he did have a start earlier this year where he had like an outlier, like seven or eight Ks or something like that, but don't count on it. Uh, I think like that was said, against it, the Tigers. Let's see who that. It was I'm, I'm against serves. Milwaukee. Okay, there's a strikeout heavy team. <laughs> eight strikeouts against Milwaukee, but against St. Louis, one. Detroit, he only had four, gave up a home run, and the Tigers strike out all the time. The Royals, he had two. So, like, like yes, is he, quote, safe? Sure, I guess. But I mean, I'd, I'm not looking for like. 12 or 14 points for 8,200. What about? I could, uh, fine. 5,700? That's fine with me. Are are we buying that Chad Cool is a strikeout pitcher all of a sudden? He's got 13 strikeouts his last two starts. Of course, he's not fully stretched out either. He did throw 78 pitches last time. Uh, He's only 6'9", which is fairly, that's a reasonably nice price, especially against Milwaukee as well, too. I think he's leading off against Sogard, which is annoying, but everybody else strikes out. Um. Again, on this slate, I think you can talk yourself into playing cool. Is he in your pitcher pool? No, the Milwaukee bats are in my pitcher pool. <laughs> okay. Is, but is I understand. Backing him up? Is, is, is that who's backing him up like the way it normally goes, or it's somebody else we don't know? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea what it is, but it's cool in the Pittsburgh bullpen, and uh, Milwaukee has lefty power bats, and that's who you target against cool. So, I mean, it. but that's another type of thing, just like the White Sox guys that – Hit it hard or strike out. So, like, like I'm looking more at Milwaukee and, and, and the White Sox as maybe I'll play some five-man stacks, but they'll be mostly like three-mans and one-offs. Because, like, the bottom of this the Brewers order now, uh, Garcia's not in the lineup, Braun's not in yeah. the lineup. Uh, it's bad. So like, like, the bottom of that order is just – they're just bad hitters. It's maybe worse than normal. Yeah, yeah, no, no obviously, El Garcia – you know, Brock Holt, Urias, Arcia, good glove. But uh, Gamble batting fifth? Come on, man. Yeah, but Gamble has like a 40% strikeout rate. He's like, or he'll hit a home run. It'll be one of those two. Uh, I mean, you know, their real hitters are Yelich and Hira. Smoke still has a little bit of power in his bat, but that's about it. I, you know, it's, it's, I think Cool's a little bit interesting. I'm not enthused about it. I might get like, you know, one lineup, uh, 10% or something like that. I'm making 10 lineups tonight. He might, he might crack one of them. Uh, just because there's nobody else. Uh, Allard, what, what are your thoughts as far as Allard? You're talking about Texas. Uh, the other side of that game, Seattle's pretty terrible too. Uh, you want, if, you're, if you're willing to roster March of Business, you're willing to roster anybody. How about Colby Allard? Yeah, I mentioned it before. I think Allard's yeah. fine. He's part of the what Cheese would call cheap nonsense. But it's primarily not because I, I like Colby Allard. It's because the Seattle bats suck. So, I mean, it, when I'm playing cheap pitchers, I'm playing them against bad teams. It's not that I'm playing like – like cheap pitchers that could be have a good game against a top team against the Boston or Dodgers of Minnesota, right? Like I take a look at uh, uh, who's facing like Duffy is 6,700. I think he's Duffy is a better pitcher 
than Margavicious, than yeah. Allard. I think he's a better pitcher than Cole. I think he's a better pitcher than a lot of these guys, but he's also facing Minnesota. So, like, you can play him. He could be in your pool, but I'd rather just target the, the pitchers that are just playing against bad teams. Yeah, but again, that Minnesota lineup is not, you know, they're missing some of their top guys. Um, dude, the catcher, like, I keep, I kept playing on Vandal. He got hurt. Uh, not remember the injury, but it's, it's helped my DFS lineup because he was just dreadful. Garver, uh, he's not playing today. And also, uh, they're, they're, they're standard shortstop. I'm losing that name. Yeah, Polanco's out of the lineup. They're batting Kepler eighth. Yeah, I mean, lefty on lefty, but yeah. Uh, Duffy, kind of an average strikeout guy. Uh, you know, Cave batting second. There's some strikeouts there right at the top. Uh, so no, plenty of power, but of course he can strike out a good bit, a good bit too. I'm gonna have some Duffy. That's just gonna happen. I'm not happy about it, but it's happening. Yeah, and uh, like you said, I see you talking in the chat there. Uh, Fanduel Cash. It's probably Bueller just because of the difference in price. Uh, I'm not freaking out about Bueller's sputtering out the gate. I guess you can say. And again, the, 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 you kind of did that coming along. They were he was not fully stretched out. Now he's basically there. 90 pitches sounds about what he's gonna get, and that's what most of these guys are basically gonna get outside of like the. Um, you know, who's Lance Lynn? Uh, I saw a stat. Lance Lynn, I think it's like 27 or 28 straight starts in a row. Lance Lynn has thrown 100 pitches. How about that one? Do you Did get I points just... for, for number of pitches? No, but like when you're throwing pitches, you get points or you lose points, depending on how those pitchers are thrown. Right. But, you know. <laughs> opportunity, though. I, I want the opportunity. That's like that's that's the most important thing. You want your guy sitting in the bench or you want the guy you, your guy in the mound? Sure, but on this on this picture. slate, I mean, but especially at the cheap, I'm I'm going to reinforce the fact that it's not like I love these cheap pitchers. It's just that how much do you need for these prices on this specific slate? Obviously, if Nola and Bueller go out and pitch seven innings, ten strikeouts, if if it ends up being like what Bieber and Kershaw did yesterday, where they both have thirty five points, and then, probably not going to see that. Right, you're probably not going to see that. So, like, if Nola gives you 22, and Nola Bueller put up 22 to 24, and you could get 15 out of any other pitcher and then play the stack that goes off, I I, I don't think you need a ton. And, yes, you could make the case for Chad Cool if you want to play him. But I'm just like, I don't want to pay the mid-range. I don't want to pay for McCullers necessarily or Lester or Freed at 8,900 or Hauser at 8,400 or Fires at 8,600. It's like, I want to go cheaper i want to go in the five six low 7k range like heaney would be like the highest because then you could make like a nola heaney lineup and still get like good one-off bats but i mean but plutko obviously ray ray could break the slate at 7300 he could also no nola can strike out 10 I, I he's a guy that can get you know the kershaw level we saw yesterday the beaver level level yesterday uh the, that atlanta lineup strikes out pretty heavily and Noah, this year specifically, last year, I think it was like 27%. He was a K guy last year, too, but not to this extent. Now we're at like 39%, which is insane. That's probably going to level out and lower to some, some degree, but say it levels down to 30. 30 is still really strong. Uh, they're asking about how how is it in the chat. Pretty good strikeout pitcher, 24.4% in the last two years. Uh, that's a pretty solid number. Uh, he's mostly stretched out. I guess we can say that as far as his pitch count, 86 last time, 77 before that, 87 before that. Um, and he's kind of in the mid tier, so I'm guessing you're just going to say no on Hauser. No, he's 8,400. But I don't. I, why am I paying that for him? Because that's what the slate's telling us to do. It's the nature of the slate that he's got to be at least in the conversation. Maybe? Yeah, but I think I could get the same points from Plutko or Margavich or Duffy or Allard or Ray or Heaney. I mean, like, if you yes, if you want to play, I just think they're over. I think all the 8K pitchers are just overpriced. 
but I can retort and say I can get the same production from a 3.5K bat than a 5K, 5K bat. And right, that's easier could. because arms are more predictable than bats. Yeah, and based on the pro- based on the projections, the cheaper pitchers are better. <laughs> the bat is free today. If you're not is using it? the bat today, yes, the bat projections are free today. I didn't know that. All right, maybe so Devin will try drop it out. The chat people, yeah. Uh, but uh, don't don't use it. Oh. Don't get the free bat if you don't want to play Nick Margovicius today. Oh, is that <laughs> is that the bat is spinning out for yes, SPT that, today? That's the, that's the top point per dollar pitcher on the slate. That is a sphincter clincher for sure uh, in cash games. Uh, I like to get as many points possible on my pitchers like that I feel comfortable with. And I suppose you have to do it. Yeah. But if you're wondering where all my Margabicious love comes from, it's not because I just woke up this morning and said, I think he's a good play. It's like, no, I look at the projection. Oh, man. Um, All right. Summarize the arms. Like we we, kind of mentioned all these guys in passing. It's pretty clearly like Nola – is the best – well, Noah and Bueller, 1-1A one one on DK. We both prefer Noah over Bueller. On Fandle, the discrepancy in, discrepancy in price for Bueller is enough to make Bueller your cash game guy. I'm not going to say you're wrong if you want to roster Nola, um, but you know, because the bats are – there's some good bats over there that are pretty cheap, and you could still get a really nice lineup with Nola for what it's worth, but you can't roster you know, Trout and Cruz and Bellinger and all those guys, obviously. But uh, g- give me a summary as far as the arms. I think it's Bueller, Nola – if you don't, if you don't want to bother with cheap nonsense, there's enough value bats on the slate, even on DraftKings. FanDuel definitely, but on DraftKings, there's still enough value bats that you could play Bueller and Nola together. I think if you want safety, quote safety, obviously, who knows? They could get blown up. Uh, you could play Bueller and Nola together. Just be aware that in, like I said before, in GPPs, that'll lead you to very certain vomit stacks, <laughs> like the Giants. That that line of construction, like you, your three man to go along with that five man giant stack, let it be off the board or something. Because those are the, the you have to see that the only way you can make you could spend twenty k at pitcher is by playing those types of stacks. So that's why in cash games, go for it. That's perfectly fine. But in GPPs, I'm more likely to uh, actually set a group that I don't play Bueller and Nola together, and then go off from there. So I don't have that like vomit stack type of construction. All right. Let's talk some catchers. Uh, reminder, I'll do my best. There's a question in chat to talk some Vandal value bets. I'll do my best to get, get to that before the end of the show. Uh, we're going to go around the horn, start with some catchers. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to do the Bartman again. Uh, it's 2.3K against uh, Ray. And I, I said I like the Giants, and I know full well, and you're going to give the speaks now, that he's going to be really, really chalky. I understand that. But he's 2.3K, and I'll be different in other spots in the theory. Uh, I mean, sure. Anybody else? Well, you probably have the ownership up in front of you right now. I'm yeah, but assuming... it's, 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 it hasn't been updated. We okay. have a lot of uh, – because Grandal hasn't been put in or Severino hasn't been in. Bart is not going to be 8% owned on DraftKings. I'll take the over on 8. I'll take the over on 28. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I may even take the over on 38. So what do you do with it? What, what, what about your personal lineups? What are you doing with Bart? Because that, that price well, I mean, is obviously – I mean, I'd be spinning in wherever he goes. I mean, I did, did – it's catcher. I mean, the thing about catcher is that you don't have that many great options. So, like, Joey Bart at some point this season is going to be 4,000. So, he's 2,300. Uh, like, he's he's 300 more than Cam Gallagher, and Cam Gallagher's horrible. <laughs> right? Ryan yeah. Jeffers from Minnesota. You could play him instead, but, I mean, it's $100 more. He's got a little Bart- power. I never heard of the guy, but I, I was looking at him on Fangraphs today. I'm like, who's this Jeffers character? And I guess they called him up for, Gar- for Garver. 
Um, but yeah, and he's cheap. You know, he's cheap and he's on the road. He's probably going to get his four bats. Uh, but like, make an argument for spending up and being different as far as catchers. Well, then you do that in GPP, if anything, or part of your stack. If you're playing a White Sox stack, you play Grandel. You're playing, uh, you can play Ost- Austin Nola as a one off. Someone with power, Steven Vogt in a Diamondback stack. Vasquez is paying, like, no one's going to pay up for Vasquez. Like, no one's going to pay up at catcher. You know whose birthday it is today? JD Martinez. And Christian Vasquez. Okay, Boston. And their teammates. One- Boston is one was one of my convictions that <laughs> because of the birthday narrative. Oh, because- I had no idea, but I mean, I once I put them down, and then I saw mention the tweet or whatever. Obviously, probably Alan Lem or something. He's the narrative king. Like, okay, and it's their birthday. I hope that doesn't inflate their ownership. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be that old. I don't know what to do with Danny Martinez uh, because I watched him yesterday, and I hate being like I watched the bats guy, but uh, he just—I mean, first of all, he has not been that great this year. Uh, and he just, yeah, he was dehydrated a couple of days ago. He just seemed like bored. Like <laughs> he didn't want to be there. That's just, that was my takeaway. Uh, whatever. I mean, I understand he's an interesting play, obviously, against a lefty, too. No, he's only going to get two at bats against Means. Well, if things turn out the way it happened last time, only one at bats versus Means, who didn't make out of the first inning. But he's there. He's, he was supposed to be on a pitch count last time, like 50 pitches or so. But um, I mean, not that they're going to bring in some right. It's going to overpower him or anything. But, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure with you with Jenny Martinez. It's basically my, my general thought. I know we're not an outfield, but it's going to throw it out there. I'm sure I want some. I'll, I'll be over. You're going to be over? Yeah, only because the more people are going to play Trout and Yelich and some of the Bellinger. It's a leverage play. I, that, he doesn't rate out better than those three guys, but if he's going to come in at three times less ownership, then why not? Give me a, give me some first baseman you like. Uh, Breo, nice price. E5, nice price. You can play Otani at first base as well. The power of Sano. I love Bellinger versus Gray. Like those Dodgers, a good bit. Uh, I'm sure that's no like on this slate. That what 13 games or so. They're probably one of the most popular stacks out there. And the Gray historically vulnerable versus lefties, and he's lost some velocity in his fastball, like two or three miles per hour or so. Uh, a little bit concerning. I I used to be a John Gray guy, but I'm falling off that wagon pretty quickly. I think the Dodgers pummel him pretty good. Uh, who's jumping out for you? Oh, and of course Wilmer, Wilmer Flores versus a lefty. Uh, Cardi, I'm sure he's popping in the bat because Cardi loves his lefty mashers. Uh, but he is facing – He's too, there's one of your cheap value plays on FanDuel, by the way. I think he's like 2-5 over there. Just right, so but like, Flores, I think, is what, second base eligible on FanDuel. Okay, yeah, okay, fair enough. Right, uh, on, on DraftKings, he's his first base. I think you're flip-flopping uh, DraftKings and FanDuel at first base. On DraftKings, you're playing Abreu over Encarnacion. And then on FanDuel, you're playing Encarnacion over Abreu because Abreu is – much higher price than E5 on FanDuel, while Abreu is only 500 more on DraftKings. And with, like, Bart being 2,300, we're going to get to Austin Slater at 2,800. Like, yeah. Like, the $500 difference is not going to matter. I, I prefer Abreu over E5. Uh, but you could play Smoke at 3,300 against Cool. Uh, Matt Carpenter, I think he's probably a better play on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, but you could still play him at first or third base. Uh at 3,600, I don't think it's a pay-up position. It, I think if you're paying up, you're playing Bellinger in the first base spot. Bellinger, like, I don't think, you're playing Bellinger and Muncy or something like that in the same lineup. Yeah, that's another thing. Right, you right, so, right exactly. When, or you need, you need uh, you're, you're playing Yelich or Trout with Bellinger, and you need a cheap outfielder and not a cheap first baseman, so you could play Bellinger at first base instead of outfield. Uh, but I think sneaky play, because no one's going to play the Phillies against Freed. And I think no. Rick Hopkins at 4,200 
at probably sub 5% ownership. If, if he had, I mean, Freed hasn't given up a home run this year, but that's not sustainable. And he's not a bad pitcher. I'm just saying as far as leverage is concerned, like Hoskins is a power hitter and uh, I don't see many people playing him. Yeah, no Harper in that lineup for what it's worth. And like, yeah, I mean, dating back to last year, Freed is a, a home run the fly, a home run per nine under one. So uh, .97 if you want to get all technical. Uh, we didn't mention Disco, by the way. I saw his name thrown out there in, in the chat, Anthony Discapani. I don't think he made it the first thing last start either. Um, I don't know. He's just one of those guys. He can be fine. If, I mean, if you're playing 100 lineups, uh, he's probably in my mix for like a pinch. Uh, did you have any thoughts as far as Disco? No, he's in the 8K range. I can't pay 8,100 for him. I'd rather play bats against him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Play the lefties if you're playing bats against Disco, for the record. Um, all right. Uh, anything else as far as first? You want to jump to second? Now, second is a wasteland. Yeah, but you have to roster somebody. Is this where he saves some salary? Uh, most well, most likely. I mean, obviously, you could pay up for a Muncie. You could pay up for a uh, Hura at 4,700 uh, or Marte at 4,400, I guess, against Webb. But I think I'm more likely to, like, Colton Wong leading off against these Slafani, a lefty against lefty. him, 3,500 on, on DraftKings. You could get away with complete punting and just go like Nicky Lopez or Danny Mendick. Cronenworth. Cronenworth at 2,500, but he's facing McCullers. I'd almost rather could take a guy against Lopez or uh, against Odorizzi or Lester. Uh, you could play uh, Ildemaro Vargas against Duffy from Minnesota. He's batting sixth at 2,800. Marwin Gonzalez is leading off at 3,700. Abraham Toro is in the lineup for the Astros at, at 3,000. Even Scope against Plutko, that could be a home run. Chavez against Means. I mean, I'm just looking in this range. I, I just see, for cash games, I can't possibly see how you're paying up. And then you're, you're paying up if you just in a stack that has an expensive second baseman. On Fandle, uh, Stella, I think it's like 2-6 or 2-7, and he's probably going to bat second, so I like him as a salary Probably. Saver. We don't know. Joe Madden doesn't put out his lineups. It, this we get is, him, we he's get napping right now. Like 8-30 or something. <laughs> uh, and Solano is 5K on DK, which seems kind of weird, but I, I want to say he's like 2-8 or 2-9 on Fandle. Uh, so obviously a more appealing price on Fandle. He'll be less owned on DK. Do with that what you will there against Robbie Ray batting second tonight. Uh, jump to third, hot corner. What do you have for me? Are we spend that up here. Well, I wanted to play Moncada, but he's not in the lineup. Uh, no, Johan. No, uh, I think it's going to be spread out ownership here. I think you can obviously play Marwin at third base if you want. Uh, Hunter Dozier batting third against Odorizzi at thirty two hundred. Just understand his range of outcomes is wide. Like it, he's he's a power hitter or he strikes out type of. You know, when you, when you roster guys like Rugnick Ordor, you kind of, like, know those. Like, you're rarely going to get three or five points from them. It's going to be, like, ten plus or zero. Uh, but I think Carpenter is fine against DiSclefani. Longoria against Ray at 3,400 is fine. Uh, Brad Miller, another lefty against DiSclefani if you want. Jimer Candelario against Plutko batting fifth for the Tigers at 3,600. Uh, Escobar, maybe. I, I just don't see it, it being a pay-up position. I mean, if we sort by salary here, like Money's Arenado, not a thing. My, my favorite play is Rendon. I'm not sure if you mentioned Rendon or not. Rendon, a big power bat versus Mike Fires, fly ball guy, reverse splits as well, uh, right? meaning like he gives he yields more power to righties. Rendon uh, is a bit pricey, 5.3K on DK. I think he's 3.9 or so. Uh, you're locked in with those nine innings as well, so pretty good shot. Well, if things are going really well, we've got five ABs for Rendon. 
Uh, I, I like him a good bit. I'm not sure if I'm seeing somebody I'm prioritizing, but I, I keep saying I don't necessarily have like this is the guy, my favorite play, and that's that. But, like if it, my lineup happens, happens to go that way, a uh, little mini stack for the Angels, which, you know, my Trout's really good at baseball. And Mexican Lestella's kind of cheap as well. And Otani's got a pretty reasonable price too. Uh, I think he's 3K on Fandle. He's like, what, 4 or 5 or so on DK. Pretty fair, but a fair price on both sides. Uh, Longoria, uh, again, I, I'm, gonna, I'm playing some Giants historically. Really, really good against lefties. 3.4K on DK, pretty fair price. And also the Fandle price is like 2.4 or 2.5, maybe 2.6. That's off the dome. It's mid-twos. What else do you have as far as third? I think if you pay up, I'd, pry, I'd, I'd play Jose Ramirez over Rendon. Because Ramirez has a way to score points that's not just hitting. Uh, I think Moustakas is probably a little overpriced. But, I mean, if I'm paying up at third base, I'm paying up for either Ramirez because he has the, you know, the jack-in-a-bag type of upside. There it is. Or, or, or power back. So, like, if you wanted to play Suarez or Chapman or Turner, just the, I don't prioritize any of these, these expense Like, I just don't think I need to in cash games, especially. But if I get any of these guys as one-offs, they'll, prob- they'll probably be in my pool. And if I get them as one-offs, so be it. But I think there's there's more cheap third basemen that are playable that could get you enough points if you're paying up in another position. I know I constantly talk about value bats, but that's kind of the basis of how you try to build at least cash lineups around. And then if you're deciding to pay down at second, you could pay up at third and taking Ramirez or Rendon, perfectly fine. Or you're paying up at outfield or paying down at outfield. So I just like giving the the options, but I'm not prioritizing any of the high-priced options in cash games nor GPPs. Uh, no mention of Freed. That means uh, then chat. I'm reading the chat here as far as YouTube. They're talking about the nobody mentioned Freed. So and you know pretty reasonable K rate, twenty-four point eight percent. Not like jumping off a page, but perfectly fine for the slate. I, I think the problem you had the, your issue with Freed was his price, correct? Right. It's just he's a thousand dollars cheaper than Nola, and like at eighty-nine hundred. I need I need more I need more upside. I mean, like he's in the same price range as Keuchel and Lester, and just it, I could play Bueller and Lester. Nolan together. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's right, I mean, at that Lester. point, I could play the two top pitches together. So why am I paying eighty nine hundred for free? Somebody's asking about Sogard. I, I know you're, there's no chance I buy Sogard um, uh, in a Brewer but, stack. I mean, I'm not I'm not doing that. If you're, I, I don't play enough lineups to justify Sogard. <laughs> I just I can't do it. But I was going to ask you, does he make your Brewer stack, at least one of them? Yeah, he leads off. I got to throw him in. I don't want to get the Sogard home run that I don't have. What's not coming, though? Well, when it comes, I don't want to feel bad. Well, look, feel free to tweet at me on the Twitter machine uh, and then take the victory lap. It's not happening. He might have a 10-pitch There is no victory lap. If it happens, it's pure luck. (laughs) Jump back to shortstop. Uh, Yeah, I I like – well – I like Seager a good bit. He's one of the guys, again, salary's a thing, so it's kind of tricky. You mentioned Lindor. Or you, you talk about the Ramirez. I imagine you're going to pair, pair those guys together. Uh, all switch hitters, basically, the, the best players for Cleveland as well, too, outside of, you know, Fran Mill. You know, Santana, Lindor, Ramirez, all switch hitters. Even Cesar leading off switch, switch hitter, too. And, you know, Fulmer's not going to go very deep in this game. Who's your favorite shortstop, and who are the guys you're actually rostering because of salary? I think the best shortstop on the slate is Tim Anderson against Lester. 4,800. Do you get a swipe I'll, it back? I'll play Lester, Anderson over Seager. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't do that, but I understand why you would. Um, right. I, th- I think Bogarts will be severely under-owned against Means at 5,100. Uh, I think Nico Goodrum batting leadoff against Plitko. I mean, Goodrum, I mean, Plitko doesn't strike anyone out. So Contact pitcher. 
Right. So like the the Tigers bats, I don't maybe not as a stack, but I don't mind them individually because you know it's just a product of Babbitt. Are they gonna hit are they gonna hit it at a guy or not at a guy? But I'm not scared about the Tigers strikeout rate. Javi Baez against Keichel is okay. He's getting some ownership because he's 4,100 and he at least could hit something. He could hit fly balls to maybe some extent, but I'm not thrilled about it. It's more of a price play there. But I think on DraftKings, I'm more likely to have salary at sh- to, to pay. I think shortstop is a pay up position as opposed to second and third, where I could find options that I like enough. It's just that if you pay down at shortstop, who are you playing? You're playing what? Uh, Sogard, right? I mean, you're playing. Uh, I'm not playing Sogard. Chris Taylor. Sogard right? You're playing David so Fletcher at 4,100. I mean, it just, there's there's no like cheap, cheap 3K guy at shortstop. So I think that's where I'm spending the money. If you want to play Seeger over Anderson, go for it. If you want to play. Hey, you Bogart, know who like, nobody's going to play tonight? Um, Fernando Tatis. Like nobody's playing that guy. No, no one's going to play him against McCullers. Yeah. I mean, just throwing it out there. Uh, a lot of guys nobody's going to play because it's a 13 games late. You can only play so many dudes. But, um, yeah, and he's he's got the potential to bang out a couple homers, obviously. He's going to go completely unowned. Uh, let's jump to uh, let's jump to the outfield. Who's popping for you in the outfield? I think the value play on the slate is Austin Slater at 2,800 uh, against Ray. I mean, he's just a leadoff hitter and 2,800. I mean, cash game, go for it. Uh, I think cash games you're looking at like Cole Calhoun or Peralta. Like, I don't think you have to necessarily pay up in the outfield. I think you're either paying down three times or you're paying down twice and then paying up for a Bellinger, Yelich, or Trout. Like, it's one of those types of builds. I think Eloy Jimenez, I, he's, to me, he's to me Eloy's the top play on the slate. Wow. Because for, for, I, I, I think Lester's a fraud. Uh, I'm, I'm all well, in he's on He's 9.3K right on DK. How is that possible? Well, that, he shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem with Eloy is that, you know, the problem with the White Sox in general is that, you know, they could still hit Lester and then like hit it at people. I mean, like it's like it's kind of boom or bust type of people. So Eloy maybe not in cash games, but I wouldn't mind it. But like a Jacoby Jones at three thousand is fine. Hunter Dozier in the outfield, perfectly fine. Uh, Pilar leading off at thirty nine hundred. Yeah. McCutcheon leading off at thirty eight hundred. Luis Robert at four thousand. I mean, there's options here. There's options in the, the three and four K range to mix and match. If you want to play Winker against Hudson, that's fine. Brad Miller and Lefty against DeSclafani. I mean, we have enough outfielders. Peterson leading off against Gray. Gray for two point nine K in Fandle. Uh, that, that seems like a really solid. Pro- there is the chance he gets the hook if a lefty comes in at some point. That does happen with the Dodgers, but you know it's still a pretty good price, and he's going to get at least three ABs, I would imagine. Right. Possibly five. But if you're paying up, I think that I think the top three plays on the slate are Trout, Yelich, and Bellinger. But I mean that I, water is wet. I mean, like, what am I? I mean, Yelich against a righty in, in Pittsburgh, give it a B. Uh, Trout against anyone, especially Fires, who doesn't strike anyone out, and then Bellinger a lefty against Gray, who do love it, been horrible. So, so yeah, so. Th- to me, those those are the payups. And then if you want to get off the board, you go with a Cruz or a Gallo or a JD Martinez or something like that. Springer. It's I think weird that Cruz is off the board. Him. Like he's facing a lefty, and that's off. You know, we all, everybody loves Cruz versus a lefty, but you know, we live in the world of a salary cap, and he's expensive too. And you can't just play everybody's expensive. It doesn't work that way. But uh, yeah, I, you got to play him, and he's got to be in your tournament pool if nothing else. What are you doing with Baltimore? Because that lineup isn't great. Um, 
Santander, uh, they raised the price on him in some places. I think he's still interesting. And it's a, it's a Boston bullpen game, essentially, and that bullpen is terrible. It's a positive ballparking environment. What are you doing with Baltimore? I mean, looking at their lineup right now, like that, according to the bat, they don't even project that well against the Boston bullpen. I mean, which is weird, but it's, it's a price play that the Orioles have been priced up. We get Severino in the lineup instead of Cisco. So Cisco was like 3,700, but Severino's 4,600. Uh, we get like uh Hanser Alberto was 4,800 at second base. Like I can't pay that. I price. can't talk to that. Yeah. I just right. Can't. And then we got the bottom of the lineup. We got Mountcastle at 2,700. I mean, well, he's a prospect, isn't he? He was just called up today. Okay, well, play him then. I don't know. I didn't know he was in the player pool, to be honest. Well, he is. He's 2,700 on DraftKings. Okay. It just, it just, in order for me to stack the Orioles, I ha- probably have to play Santander, Nunez, at least one of the catchers, Rhea Ruiz. It gets to be the price where, like, I could play a better team. I mean, at that price, I could probably play a better team. It means they're going to be lower owned. But- I got to cut you off, Hunter, because we got to go in just a minute or so. I uh, did want to give out a couple of Fandle uh, cheapies. I-, I think you can play. I know it's lefty versus lefty, but I'm not afraid of it. Uh, Means versus uh, Devers. But Devers is like 27 or 28 over there. And again, Means is only going to pitch maybe 50 pitches or something like that. So he's going to see the bullpen for two or three at bats. I uh, want to throw that one out there. And Kanashion's 27. McCutcheon's 2 4. Uh, Hunter Pence is 2 2 if you're stacking San Francisco. I know it's not, you know, 2012, but he's still playable. A Brave 3 1 is pretty good value as well. Give me a couple stacks before we step aside and make way for crunch time with Roth and Cheese and Cards. And Tuttle, two of those guys, at least three of them. What do you have for me? Okay, my conviction stacks. Hopefully I don't go to jail. We're going to be the White Sox, the Red Sox, the Diamondbacks, and the Brewers. I will throw in the Giants. Uh, He was Blender. I was Dean. This was baseball. Oh, and uh, we're going to drop that link in chat for you people one more time uh, as far as the uh, the bat. The bat is free. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, Thank you, uh, Eric Carty. We're out of here. Holler. Holler. 